Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. So humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the teeth. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. Thank you. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, okay. the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, okay. you know, it, uh, it, it feels really good. Uh, may everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> One more. Okay. Please, going to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you talking to Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. It's Monday, April 11th, 2011, and you're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Michael Carbone. And as usual, we have another phenomenal guest with us, as all my guests are phenomenal. And, you know, I thank them. Try to have everyone go to their uh, websites, which I'll post in the chat room. We'll mention it during the show. And, you know, whether you get a reading from them or not, at least thank them for coming on the show. Because I don't charge my guests for being on. Some radio shows charge them. I don't. 
I do this freely, and that's why I have sponsors, and that's why I ask you to visit the sponsors and thank them for that opportunity. So, um, you know, I don't charge them, and a lot of the guests, some of them who do charge for their appearances, um, actually do them for free for us. So it would be nice if you can go ahead and visit them and say, you know, a big thank you for doing the show and uh, hope that they go ahead and come back. So uh, my next guest that we're having on says the gift of prophecy and speaking to spirits happened in her very early years. And uh, she would blurt out some upcoming tragedy or exciting news to relatives, friends, or strangers. And as early as six years old, this started. And if you listen to quite a few people out there, that's usually the way you're, you know it starts out. You just start blurting out stuff and all that. And uh, and then you know, people realize it's like, oh, wait a minute, how do I know these things? And that's the beginning of your uh, abilities and all. So without any hesitation, let me bring on my phenomenal guest. Let me get her on a switchboard because the lines are filling up already. Hello, Angela Teresa. Nice to have Hi. you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I quick question. Do you have a chat room here? Because uh, I don't see one on my my computer. <laughs> I always like to uh, yeah, if you go to the If you go to the show page, yes. uh, blogtalkradio.com slash be the like now, they have a new setup. Um, but underneath, uh, at the bottom of the page, you should see the chat room there. Uh, you know, it's not coming up. I see the comments, and I'm just not getting a chat room. I usually do get one, and that's really interesting. I wonder if I should re-hit it and see what happens. I'm here. Yeah, refresh the, the uh, I see my picture. Yeah, maybe have to. <laughs> yeah, let me refresh it and see what happens. And, yeah, because uh, I've tried uh, loading it up before and all, and it's, with all their everything that I have going on on the back end, I have problems sometimes uh, loading it up that way. There it I have comes. a separate back end. Yeah. Okay, I have a separate back end chat room that I get to see that takes up the whole window. I got you. Yeah, mine's here. It's definitely here now. So I got it. I'm okay. here. Okay. <laughs> so it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to your show. Everything. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, you know, thank you for wanting to uh, be a guest on here. And you know, I just love your energies and uh, reading from your website and all. And and I've been looking forward to uh, to getting to know you more. Yeah, and I'm sorry I was a little ditzy yesterday. I'm I'm a natural strawberry blonde, so maybe that's something to do with it. Nothing against blondes. It's just sometimes I'm a little ditzy. But when you talk to angels and spirit guides, you do get a little high sometimes all on your own. You don't need any drugs. So uh, things get a little crazy hey. with me sometimes. Yeah, and it does get a little confusing because um, I know we booked you out quite a ways before and then with the time shift, with the changing and all, and uh, it, it does get a little confusing sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So tell everyone a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, like, uh, you, you were telling them a little bit, but I've, I used to scare people and I used to scare myself. Uh, when I was really young, I've told this story before, which is uh, kind of interesting. Sometimes I would know when people were going to die when I was very young. And I would go like a church. We went to a Congregationalist church. And if there was an older person there, usually older people, I would say, I don't want to talk to them, Mommy, because they're going to die soon. And then a few weeks later or a few days later, they would die. And I thought I was killing them. And uh, because of that, I I had a a fear of death, of course, as many children do. A lady at the church, luckily, said, we have to tell her that it's just a gift and she can see auras. So if I can see the aura, I'm seeing that it's separated from the the body, 
And uh, the only reason I noticed that is sometimes when they're near death, sometimes people separate and starting to separate, or there's a color to the aura of their uh, their departing soon. And possibly I saw spirit guides too that told me they were going. So it started helping me understand it a little better. <laughs> Took some time, lots of different uh, teachers and gurus through my life that helped me understand more of my gifts and also how to control it, where I don't want to necessarily see that all the time. So when I do readings now, if, uh, unless somebody asks me, I can usually see exit points or when they're going to pass on if they ask, but I don't look for that unless the question is brought up. Okay, yeah, it can be a little um, little nerve-wracking sometimes, a little scary when you know this information ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially when you don't want to. Uh, sometimes I do that with celebrities, especially like my favorite celebrities, and I may not know, uh, you know, I don't want to see them pass on because I like them and <laughs> stuff like that. But I try not to do too much with that because that can be very, uh, well, it can be very upsetting too. You know, knowing like in a few weeks somebody's going to pass on. But um, I usually do more positive things. Yeah, I've uh, I've done that a few times too. And uh, I used to work as a hairdresser. And I would hate it when I'd see someone coming in. I'm like, oh, well, this would be the last time I see them. And the owner would be like, why? So they're going to die in, in no time at all. And all of a sudden we get a phone call and <sighs> like, uh, so-and-so passed away. And they're like, uh, Michael, don't let me know this. I said, oh, okay. Right. You know, I said, it's just kind of hard, you know, when you know these things. And, um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, being a hairdresser, you get attached to people and all. And, um, you know, it was just yeah. really so hard to know that information ahead of time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's It's that kind of thing. And on a happier note, I just recently, uh, last weekend I was in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, kind of an interesting thing how that came about. I was at an angel intensive with Doreen Virtue. So I spent the whole weekend with nice. Doreen Virtue. Yeah, it was great. And I won that trip. I didn't win the trip itself. I won the workshop. I live in New York, by the way. So uh, I was, strangely enough, I had entered a contest on Facebook on the Doreen Virtue fan site. And they said, do you want to win a trip to her next angel, next angel intensive? And I said, of course. And a few years ago, 2005, I actually talked to Doreen Virtue on the phone. I was going through a very rough time. And on the phone, I was having a lot of panic. And I had gone through a child custody battle that was very sad and very rough to go through. And I wasn't sure about my future. And I called her up, and she said, the greater the fear, the greater your purpose. So they asked you to write a story of why you thought you should attend this intensive last weekend. And I said, well, Doreen Virtue kind of saved my life and gave me hope that my gift means something, that I have to share it with more people back in 2005. And they chose me as the winner. So I went to the intensive, and I got uh, 12 credit hours or 12 hours of of, uh, angel therapy, so to speak. So I learned a bit about that and may actually take her angel therapy practitioner course at some point because she's not doing that in, on, in person anymore except for one more, which is sold out. But she does it on DVD now, and she only releases a certain amount a month. So we'll see what happens with that. But I learned a lot. Oh, that'll be really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting working with her angel cards. Yeah, the angel cards and even working with angels because now I've always worked with angels. With a name like Angela, you kind of have to. I was born with a gift, and that is my name. That's what my mother named me. And uh, I, when I was 10 years old and I was questioning 
I told you I was, knew people would die and all that, and it was very frightening to me. I was still questioning why I had these gifts, and I'm not sure I wanted them because they were sort of scary. And I was sometimes not sure that I think I had asked God to take them away from me because I didn't want to know things. I didn't want to know a lot of things, and I knew too many things. And one day I said, are you really there, God? Are you even listening to me? And I was sitting in church with my mother and the choir director, because we were she was just rehearsing, so it was just the three of us. We have a big A-frame church. And behind us, in the last, the back of the thing was the doors, and I felt a breeze, thought the minister had come in. And I turned around, only me. My mother was singing. And I turned around, and there was an angel floating down the aisle about seven inches off the ground. And she, I was in awe, so I didn't even move. She was holding a candle. Everything was pure white. Nothing had any kind of, I would say, real true color, but she was pure white, or he, whatever it is. They're non-denominational. They're non-gendered. And there was a white candle with a white flame floating towards the cross on our wall. And after that, I never uh, disbelieved that there is, you know, something out there, source, whatever you want to call it. I have my opinions about organized religion, but I uh, didn't doubt anymore the existence of something that creates us, a creator, so to speak. Interesting. So, yeah. how, you know, you, when did you finally um, accept your gifts and um, learn to use them better? Well, people have been asking me for years, so... There was little things I did growing up. Uh, I, I did a lot of theater. I still do a lot of theater. People would have me read their palm. I went through a palm reading stage where I would read books about palm reading. I didn't really need that. I didn't need oracles, but I used them. I had tarot cards pretty young, uh, I think in my teens, and I was reading palms uh, for people. Again, I was reading beyond what the palm said because I just kind of wanted to do it, and I understood some of the stuff, so I studied a lot of different things. I also studied other religions and uh, just to learn what they believed about magic or things beyond that, prophecies. And my first book that kind of got me in towards the New Age, even though it was actually a psychology book, was Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I read uh, Your Erroneous Zones, I think it was, and I was like 15. And then I started getting into other books that went like into what we would call Law of Attraction now, but it was called Creative Visualization, Chakti Gawain. And these all started leading me towards accepting more of what I had because I, I realized it wasn't that weird. And now my goal is to make it realize that psychic children and all of us who have these gifts are not necessarily, we might be a little weird, but we're not unusual. It's actually common. I think everybody is psychic to some degree. The fact that I talk to dead people might be a little different. But when I was a kid, I thought everybody did this. And that's why it was always confusing when people called me weird or told me I was, you know, something was wrong with me. Uh, my mother even had me tested uh, for different kinds of mental illness because it scared her, although she's very intuitive and she has the same thing. Um, and she also went to the minister thinking I might be possessed by a devil or the devil or Satan or demons or whatever. And I've had a lot of people to this day, that I've been called charlatan, I've been called devil worshiper, that the angel I saw was a demon trying to trick me. And after all my study, I know it's not. Because, first of all, positive things don't go where there's negative things. And lower energies cannot be where there's positive energy. And nothing I've done, I don't hurt people. And I don't believe in the devil anyway, but uh, there are lower energies. And I know what they feel like, and I know how to get rid of them. So, uh, I again, people call things demons or Satan or devils if they don't understand them. 
and I'm kind of trying to tell the world, and I will as, as much as I can, where I can, that this is not crazy. And a lot of the children now are born very psychic because they're indigo and crystal children. So they're all around us. Yeah, it's the same when you hear so many of the children nowadays, and they're saying, "Oh, it's an increase in the, you know in these kids being medicated," and it's like, y'all don't understand. It's, there's no reason to medicate them. No, and actually, even my mother, when I was young, the scared as she got because she's very Christian, but she now gets it and understands it. But she, again, having the gifts herself, um, she just thinks it's a gift from God after the minister's wife told her that. <laughs> and that was good. But they medicate children too much, and they did in those days too, but not as much as they do now. And you're right. These children are just gifted. They'll say uh, everybody supposedly has ADHD, from what I've heard. Almost everybody gets diagnosed with that. But I'm telling you, I've had friends who tell me, oh, I have ADHD, and it's holding me back. And I said, what? You can't. Oh, I can't concentrate on things. I said, well, if I tell you your favorite subject, then they'll tell me, let's say, that they like star, they like science fiction movies, right? Can you concentrate on a science fiction game or a book for hours? Oh, gosh, yes, I can read a science fiction 400-page book in like four days. I said, then you don't have ADHD. You have what a lot of people have. A lot of us with gifts, when we're in school and they're teaching us something we already know or we don't care about, of course we don't pay attention. Of course our mind goes somewhere else because we don't want to be there. No reason to medicate us. And children are supposed to have energy. My mother always said that. Uh, and still does. Children are supposed to have energy. So this hyperactive thing, unless it's really hyperactive and even then you're pushing it, children have energy. So if she goes, if you want to focus that, give them drum lessons. It might be a little noisy. But give them something to concentrate on where they can get that energy out in a good way. But tranquilizing children is one of the worst things you can do to their mind, to their body, to them physically. And we find you now, after years, a lot of these kids grow up to be drug addicts because they're so used to being medicated. It's a terrible, we're, we're ruining their minds. Yeah. Instead of opening, uh, you know, helping them to open up their uh, their minds to other dimensions and other realities. Yeah, exactly. And I want to start eventually, I think we should start schools where you base the schooling uh, you need certain things, but we have so many schools where they, even when I was growing up, I'm into theater and performing arts. We had schools where they wanted to take out the performing arts and stuff like that just so that they could keep sports and teach all the other things that mostly bored us who are creative types. And if you do that, kids don't stay in school. They drop out. So you need to start having schools that are, uh, and they're getting them. Of course, I know they're starting to do this, uh, starting schools that are focused directly on kids based on their gifts. And I think they need to get schools that also focus on uh, psychic and make sure they teach that and how to control it and how to uh, meditate and how to, you know, line up your chakras because that will help them calm down instead of medication. Yeah, and it will be nice, too, when more and more churches start, um, you know, acknowledging that, you know, they're they're gifted instead mm -hmm. of saying, oh, your child needs to be medicated and, you know, or they're possessed. Right. Right, they want to yep. medicate them immediately, too. They don't want to even take time to say, you know, or they tell them they're possessed, and if you get somebody who's too religious, then they're trying to exercise them, a uh, little exercise them. And I laughed at all those TV shows when they do a true exorcism, you know. Put positive energy on them. You don't have to sit there and throw a cross at them and, you know, watch them. And even, uh, I, I do a lot of research, and I have all my life, the movie The Exorcist, which has been remade now, I think, but the original one, uh, that was, quote, based on a true story, and all these movies are based on true stories. But you don't realize that the true story wasn't quite as dramatic as that. It didn't really happen that way. It, it was a, 
the story that the original Exorcist was based on was about a little boy out of New York, actually. And all it was is he got sick to the stomach and he threw up a few times. And he had been reading something about the devil. And that's all that happened. They brought a priest in, he got better, and he threw up something a couple times. His head never turned around. There was never scars on his legs. He never tried to do himself with a with a crucifix. No no priest died in the making of that, or, well, in the making of the film, I don't know, but no priest died when that little kid was possessed. I mean, these are all made up, <laughs> Yeah, they needed to do that in order to make the uh, you know the movie uh, you know sensational as a, as, a, as they wanted to make it. Exactly, exactly. I you know this just please. <laughs> These are also they're movies. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood stories. You know, somebody's asking about children in the room, children channeling. Uh, most children do. Most children channel or see things because they don't. They haven't been told enough times that they can't. Uh, I had invisible friends as a child, or my I actually had what I called my friendly ghost because I watched Casper, but I saw ghosts walking around with me, and I would say they were spirit guys, but some were angels. And I remember distinctly dreaming about angels, uh, playing with them on the swing set, talking to the angels all the time. And I also remember distinctly having my friendly ghost go with me to school because I was teased at school because I'm a little weird. Um, and I would have these ghosts walk with me so that I didn't get beat up. Uh, I might have got verbally beat up a little bit, but I I had them, and I believe they were there. You know, your parents will go, oh, how cute, look at their imaginary friend. But my imaginary friend is was quite real. And I might have been even seeing ghosts and spirits, a little both. I'm sure I was. And, um, yeah, there's kids, and you'll hear it now. Children will come up at four or five years old and talk about a relative they've never met in their life and never saw a picture of and say, yeah, Grandma was here. And then you say, describe them, and they'll say exactly what they look like. And then you show them a picture, and they'll go, yeah, that's, they'll go, oh, my gosh, how did you know? You never met them. I go, yeah, I did. And my favorite thing to do, I've been teaching this to parents of psychic children or just to see for themselves, we remember our past lives, usually when we're pretty young. You get a child who's verbal, four or five years old, uh, and you ask them, and you can go up to certain ages. I've asked children up to age 12 or older, say, depending on what they've been raised with, but uh, when they're pretty young, let's say four or five, that's the best age, say, were you ever a grown-up? Without leading them to say, were you ever a grown-up? And you'll be amazed at what comes out of their mouth. They'll say, yeah, you know, in that lifetime when I was a, a cowboy. Or they kind of say it matter-of-factly. They say, yeah, I was a cowboy in the West. My name was John. I had one tell me his, his name, his first and last name, that he had a wife and about four children. The kid was four, and he told me all about his wife and four Ama- Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and his mother said, his mother, this was actually in a store. I do this on purpose because I think it's funny. Uh, this was at a store, and I didn't tell her, you know, she goes, oh, doesn't he have a great imagination? I said, yeah, he does, unless it's real. <laughs> she was like, she thought he was imagining his mother. And I said, yeah, I don't think so. Where did we get details like that? There's no movie like what he was telling me. It was, he gave me details like names that I've never heard in a movie. It doesn't happen. So it was, it was funny and, and cute. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and then, you know the mom is probably like, hmm, okay, this woman. How did this woman get him to start talking about this? And especially yeah, when they totally. go ahead and keep on talking about it later. That's very true. Uh, sometimes I've also been, um, it happened two different ways, but with the children, some of them have said to me, they never talk to anybody. How do you do that? I said, well, you know, I asked them the question they could answer, I would assume. 
And I have the same thing. Now, of course, sometimes you can tell psychic children or psychic people also by animals. Uh, even when I was, I remember I was about 10 or 11 years old, we were visiting a woman uh, my parents knew in Texas. We were on vacation. And I was, she studied witchcraft. She was a Wiccan. And so her house felt very strange to me, but not necessarily bad. It was just different. And when we walked in, she had about three cats. And um, I sat down in a chair, and all three of them were sitting on my lap. And she goes, that's so strange. They don't like strangers at all. These cats go, don't go no, near anyone, ever. And they're usually aggressive. And they were, like, all over me, like I was the best thing that ever happened. So that, that showed up when I was very young, too. Yeah, I used to do it with, uh, we lived uh, in a, an apartment. Yeah. And uh, right next door to us was a garage, and they did mechanic work, and they had a guard dog. And, oh, yeah. you know, nobody knew, everyone knew. It's like, don't go to the guard dog, you know, because he, you know, he doesn't like, you know. He's a guard dog. Like yeah. 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 And I'd walk up, you know, when they were open, I mean, they had him chained up, and, you know, the mechanics were there all the time, and, you know, they knew how to control him and all. And um, I'd just go ahead, and I'd go to walk up to him, start petting him. They're like, hey. You know, he doesn't like kids. He's going to bite. I said, he's licking on me. You know, I said, unless he's, you know, wanting to see how I'm going to taste. I said, you know, I'm playing around with him. Yeah. Yeah. I was the only kid in the neighborhood that could walk up to him. He didn't hurt you at all? No. He trusted you. He knew. He knew you were a good soul. Animals know that. You know, I had a, uh, I was walking down the street now. This was, maybe it might be reaction. I'm not afraid of dogs, you know, and they say they go by your fear and all that. Uh actually come twice, but I was uh, an adult at this time. I was walking down the street uh, to work in California a few years ago when I lived there. And out of nowhere, a pit bull came out of nowhere behind me and jumped on me and took a little, I guess he kind of nicked my neck and he was growling, but he didn't hold on. He just kind of nicked it. And then he's growling at me and I just said, go home and go home. And I said, stay calm. He said, go home. And I kept walking and he went away. And that's the only time as an adult because I decided not to panic or freak out about him being there growling at me. And I think he did try to bite me, uh, but it didn't hurt. It wasn't anything like he didn't break skin or anything. And then when I was uh, also about nine, my neighbor had a Doberman Pinscher that the family, like like you were saying, knew how to handle, but he was a guard dog for the house. Uh, and I walked around the corner one day. He was chained up, and I walked right into his area where he could reach me. And before I had a chance to turn around, he was on me, and all I remember is that he took off my shoe, and I couldn't get my shoe back because it was. I crawled away, and I was fine. And then the family asked if I was angry, if I wanted them, you know, they asked my parents if they wanted to put down the dog. And I said, no, he did the best he could, but he didn't hurt me. He just grabbed my shoe. He seemed to grab the rubber of my shoe. It's like he never bit me. So I think that even though he wanted to play, I think he just wanted to play. But I think you were lucky that you could play with that dog because you were different. You stood out, you know. Yep. And, and it's interesting, you know, even as an adult, can walk up to strange animals and, you know, no problem. Oh, okay. Are you doing a wedding? Is somebody talking about you doing the marriage here? <laughs> I'm looking in the chat room. Hey. About you. Yeah, that's, uh, they're, I guess they're uh, they're getting a little romantic and all, and uh, they keep saying, well, when they go ahead to get married, that uh, they want me to go ahead and perform the wedding for them. Oh, how nice. Oh, how nice. Oh, there you go. Oh, they haven't gotten married yet. They just want you to do it when it comes up. Yep. Oh, how nice. Yeah, because you are a reverend. Yes, you said Reverend Michael. Yes. And your name is very prominent. uh, Besides Archangel Michael, who we were studying a lot this weekend, this last weekend, I've been talking to Archangel Michael all week. 
and uh, working with him a lot, and kind of amazing things happened. So it was kind of funny how you got in touch with me again. I know we had planned this months ago, and I, I it went out of my head, but it was funny I got your email. And um, my dad's name was Michael. My roommate's name is Michael. And the other roommate is Michelle, which is the derivative of Michael in the female form. So I'm kind of surrounded by it. <laughs> so I'll yep. take it as a good sign that Michael was following me around. <laughs> Yeah, I like working uh, working with uh, the angels and all. It's uh, very interesting. It, it's amazing. Especially. Um, go ahead. Especially with uh, with Michael too, because he's always there to help out. He is, and Michael's kind of a good all around archangel. Uh, if anybody, I found that out this week. I knew that for a long time, but I really did the intensive this weekend, which was very fun. Um, I had a funny experience with that this week. So you angels, uh, well, I'll give you a little overview of that, and I'm telling people to use this more and more because it really works. Angels have to be asked to help you. They can't intervene with your life unless you give them permission, except to save your life. They will stop you from dying before your time. Uh, like guardian angels, you know, if you're about to be in a car crash and you're not supposed to die yet, they will jump in and save you out of, you know, nowhere. But uh, if you go, Archangel Michael, help me, it doesn't matter what it's for, or thank you for helping me, even if it hasn't happened yet. With my finances, things will happen. And you have to just ask. But you got to ask. So I was, uh, and there's angels for different things. Uh, Doreen Virtue's work is very good with that because she'll tell you what each angel represents. But Archangel Michael's a good all-around angel, and he can pull in everybody else you need. Um, I was at a restaurant waiting for two friends. And one of them is my friend Erica, and the other one is my deaf, hearing impaired all his life, my friend Freddie. And he does not have a, a little text machine or anything like that. So sometimes he borrows other people's, but he doesn't. he's not able to hear at all. So I'm sitting at this restaurant, and my friend is late, the girl who can hear. And I say, Archangel Michael, please have Erica call me now because I need to know if she's coming or not. And it's like, like five minutes late. The phone rings not even a second later, and it's Erica telling me she can't make it. And then I said, okay, Archangel Michael, this one's a little harder. I need Freddie, who I knew was on the road because he had – borrowed a machine in the morning to tell me he was going to meet me at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And now it was 4.15 or 4.20. And because he's deaf and we're in New York, I'm afraid something could have happened or he could have, you know, he can get mugged to make a sneak up on him. And um, I said, I need to hear from him. Have him either borrow somebody's machine and text or, because uh, he knows my cell phone number, or have him have somebody call me. And I know he's hearing impaired, but find a way for him to find me and let me know if he's on his way. Not even a second later, my phone rings with a number I've never seen before. And this person says, yeah, here, I'm here at the Manhattan Mall with Freddie. He wants you to know he's on his way. It took a second. So that was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Funny too. yeah. And I bet you the guy who had the phone was probably named Michael. I didn't ask his name, but I said I should have asked. It probably wasn't Michael. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, Michael's all around doing that. So it's probably definitely Michael. Well, they say that happens, even when I was at the intensive this weekend. If you work with Archangel Michael, they said really strange things have happened to people where somebody will walk up and, like, they're in trouble. And uh, Archangel Michael is the uh, archangel of police officers. And, like, their car will break down and an officer will come up and out of the blue and his name will be Officer Michael something or <laughs> Officer Michaels. And then he'll disappear and nobody will ever heard of him. Like, he'll hand you a card. You'll call the police station and they'll say, we've never had an Officer Michael, you know, whatever his name was here. Ever. Oh, and wow. Really, so he, like, appears, and then he disappears because he incarnates for a second just to help you, and then it's done. So that's kind of cool. I heard a lot of those kind of stories. Those were really cool. 
Yeah, I have to start working more and more with Michael then. Do it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. We want to start taking a couple of calls and see who we can help out? Sure, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Eric code 631, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Hello, you're on the air. Oh, hello, hi, my name's Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Can I ask two questions? Sure. Okay. My first one is I went through a custody battle. My ex had residential custody. Now he's just starting more and more trouble. Do you see things working out for me in one day me getting the residential custody back, and if so, when? Um, you said that fast. Uh, is, is it? Is there two children or just the one? Just the one. Just the one, okay. Uh, is this a boy? It is. Yeah, yeah. Now, is he four or nine? Let's see, I'm getting double ages here. Um, he just, he was nine when my ex got custody in January. He just turned, uh, 10 in February. Okay, so he was nine. That's why they're telling me. Okay, they're just confirming for me. He was nine, and he's now 10. Uh, when he's 11, you'll get him back. Uh, it's 11. It's another year. It's like right near his 11th birthday. Uh, I see him back near you. Is he far away from you for some reason, like another town or... Uh, yeah, he's been a uh, good, I would say, almost an hour away. Yeah, because I'm getting that. I feel him very close to you when he's 11. Now, is he with you directly? Let me see. More more often than not when he's 11, he's with you mostly. So I don't know if it's that they move closer and then he's at your house all the time. That this whole battle eases down. Uh, well, I, well, I don't know. Huh? He's not going to move closer to me. He has a house and everything. I don't get it, you know. Then he must be with you. Then he must be with you. Because what I'm seeing him, I see him with you almost all the time when he's 11. Now, what so about it, what about the supervised visitation he wants me just to have? He set me up with that. I shouldn't even ha- I mean, I have to go to court April 25th. For supervised visitation, do you have unsupervised right now? Yes. Uh, I don't think that'll change, that you have to get supervised for any reason. They might do it once or twice to see how he is with you, but I think they usually do that because I've been through a custody thing too, but in a different way. Um, you've already had uh, the meetups with the uh, psychologist, the child psychologist, to see how he is with you? You've been through that already? Yeah, but I feel like I've been, I don't know how to explain it, like set up. Like, at least like on February 12th I was sort of set up. He wasn't going with the stipulation. He wouldn't let me see my weekends. But he says he was reading the stipulation the way he thought it was being read, and then he called the police on me for no reason. It just got, then he brought a psychologist right after. It was like a setup. Even my attorney, I had said it, but I can't afford him anymore, so I have to have legal aid. Yeah, well, I think in court you can explain that, that what they pulled, because he's not supposed to be doing that. He's reading it the way he wants to. You are correct, but it's incorrect. Uh, he should be coming to you unsupervised. He has been, and there's been no problems besides the the guy, the husband. Yeah, but that's what he's always doing. He's always doing, nobody believes me. He's always doing something. Well, does the court believe you is the important thing. Does the evidence show that the boy is fine when he's with you? That's what counts. That's right. What's the boy saying? He's old enough to speak. He must have an ad litem. The boy has his own lawyer, correct? Yeah, the thing is, is like, say I raise my voice, and the counsel's saying, oh, he must have yelled at him. I even told him exactly what happened on the, that uh, February 12th, and they didn't believe me. Oh, you're calling your son a liar, then my son would cry, whatever, and he wouldn't hug me, and it was like a setup in the law garden. And I'm like, you know. Yeah. 
I, why wouldn't he hug you? I don't, I don't understand, but I think that there's going to be a change of heart for your son because he's going to miss you an awful lot when he keeps you, keeps you away. Um, I would also tell you, which I have to tell you, um, I want to tell you there's an angel for the children. Uh, Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel uh, brings children and their parents together, so do work with him just to have that for the comfort and into your law case. Use Archangel Michael also just to go for the law case because he's remember he's the Archangel of law enforcement and that will ease some of this. So Okay, yes, I just prayed to him for different yeah. things after I heard you saying to pray to him. Yeah, well I, I don't will... know if you have to they do warn you that you don't have to worship or pray to angels, you just ask. But you I mean, say, I just asked. I just asked. Yeah, you can just ask, or you can write a letter, and you can do it, like you said, in your mind. You can do it out loud. You can write it down, and uh, just yeah, keep asking for help to say, or thank you for help. You can do it in the law of attraction way. Thank you for bringing my son back to me full time. Thank you, Archangel Gabriel, for bringing my son back to me and to my arms. And then do it like that and have faith. And that often helps and eases the situation. Archangel Michael, of course, for all the law enforcement and everything, the miracles. I've seen miracles happen. In the sense of what I'm picking up, though, I do see him back with you when he's 11. So it might be from these, uh, you know, requests of the angels, because we talked about it today and I'm seeing the future of that. But I see your son close with you from 11 to 12. Uh, in his teenage years, he might want to kind of go back and forth, but uh, he'll be able to make more choices on his own when he's about 14. And uh, don't deny him his father, and I don't think you would. Uh, try no. not to do that. Don't get into that nastiness because, you know, uh, he, I think he's going to want to be with you from about uh, 11 on till he's about, I would say, 13 or 14. He might want some of his father involved with that too, so he might go over there once in a while kind of on his own. Uh, do watch him for... Um, Remind him about how much he's loved by both of you. And like I said, don't speak ill of his father in front of him. And I'm sure you don't, but I do see him having some anger problems around his teens about this whole situation. Anger about what? Anger about this situation. Yeah, he does. But I think he takes it on on me more than his dad. Yeah, don't take it personally. It's just he doesn't know how to react because his dad's a guy, and that's just kind of the same sex parent, sex parent thing. Um, be the be the as Dr. Phil says, be the safe place for him to come. Just be very calm about it, and say, you know, I still love you, even if you're angry at me, and I understand why you're angry. Just understand it, and you know, uh, if you ever want to talk to me about it, I will. And just leave it at that. And then you know, and tell him about the angels. Tell your son about the angels. If he's angry, say that. You know, Archangel Michael would help him feel better, too, because kids do very well with that. And real quick, do you see anything like um, a a boyfriend that's been like nine years or getting married again or anything like that for me? You're going to have to wait till your son's about 11 because right now you have to get through this. It's a little little bit of mess right now for you emotionally. But do you think you're meeting someone? Yeah, yeah. There's somebody who... It might be somebody who's helping you with this case or who's been through the same thing um, in the opposite way, that he's losing his child to a a mother who's very, you know, controlling. Uh, And I I see your – or somebody whose wife died, but something seems like he has something similar with you. And I do see him coming around in about, hmm, I would say, eight or nine months, this man. That would be very good for you. He's very gentle for you, and you need that. He's, he's calming for you. So I, I think you need him something to do with this situation. Okay. I don't, 
I don't know if you meet him at court and he's in the lobby while you're waiting, but it's, uh, it seems like you meet him that way. Oh, you mean I'm going to be going eight or nine months from now to court again? Oh, I don't know about that. What I'm saying, whether it's a supervised visit or to take your son to meet his father for a visit if you have custody, but something to do with the situation, I don't know how. I'm not getting necessarily it's like a bad legal thing. It's just that he seems to be in the crossroads of you going somewhere and you get to talking to him when you're waiting. You could be waiting in a doctor's office, you know, to start talking to this man or he starts talking to you. Oh, because you mentioned supervised visits. I'm like, uh-oh. No, that, I mean, that's what you just told me, so I'm just going by that, yeah. Okay, and will I get a dental assisting job? I'm going back to school for that. Oh, that's funny. You said I saw a doctor's office. Well, that's where you meet this man. You are going to get a job in a dental office. I saw you in a waiting room. That's why I kept saying, are you in a waiting room of a law office? Oh, that's so funny that you just said that. Yes, you're going to get a job as a dental assistant. That's where you meet the guy you're going to date. Yeah, my class ends. I only have four more classes. I'm working as a teacher assistant now, but it ends in June. Yeah, and I like hours and all, but just been paying enough so that I went to dental assistant classes. When do you see me getting? I want to work part time in the summer. This summer, and this summer, you're going to be working as a dental assistant, yes. But I wanted to work part time and then full time, so I could be with my son in the summer. Do you see that? Not sure yet. I'd have to have more of a reading and more time, but I do see you working as a dental assistant eventually full time. Good. It'll be a good job, and you'll have time. So that's what I see right now. Thank you so much for all the, answering all the questions. And um, I hope you're right about the year. I'll just have to keep asking Archangel Mike and Gabriel to help. Yes, and just have faith and, you know, see what happens. You know, it's sometimes uh, just be a little bit patient, but it's sometimes it's pretty quick. So just hang in there. Let, let right. me know. You know, write to Michael or somebody or let us know. I have a, a blog talk. It would almost have to be like a miracle because his dad's very controlling. Well, miracles happen with uh, the angels. I've seen it happen. Yep, okay. just have to hang in there. Yeah. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again. You're welcome. Somebody wants to know how long the line is for the call. <laughs> Happy girl. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to probably limit to just one question each because we have uh, like okay. 23 people in there. Okay. Well, everybody uh, go to a one lot of people, A lot of people want to talk to it. Uh, I know we've got someone in the chat room that wanted to ask you a question also. Okay. Have to show me we'll go ahead and have them post on there, and yeah, I'll, we'll go ahead and get that up on there, and uh, go ahead and take another call here. Error code four seven eight. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Patricia. Hi, Patricia. What's your question today? Oh, I want to look at my love life. Uh, it's been pretty, like, not existent for a while. I'm getting like, ooh, uh, is it? Well, four months. What happened four months ago? Something happened four months ago? Did you ever break up four months ago? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like there was something going on about four months ago. Um, I see a change in about two more months. Actually, it's about two more months, so it's pretty quick. You're going to have a nice change. And uh, I see somebody coming in in about two more months. It looks like it's... um, a friend of a friend. You're introduced to somebody's friend who's recently uh, single. That's what I'm okay. saying. And okay. coming in, and it's going to be really good. It looks like a really good start that was a really strong friendship and can build okay. from there. Okay. What about this guy I'm seeing now, Alex? It might be a friend of his. <laughs> but oh. I think he, he fades out on his own. I almost feel okay. like he fades out. He, doesn't, he just needs to move on because he wants to and you kind of just transition into the other one with somebody who's a really good friend. 
Okay. And then All it right. becomes more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night there. That's great. Okay, let's see if we can get um, Shyla here. Shyla, I know Shyla. Yeah, Shyla's in the chat room wanting to know. But there's a, that you, well, you you do blog talk radio also, so there's a little time delay, so that's why I went ahead and posted in the chat room for her to go ahead and... Uh... Yeah, because I, I know Shyla. Yes, I've, I've read for her. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't see her question yet. I know there is a delay. Yeah, there's always a delay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I went ahead and I posted it. (laughs) How should I deal with my coworkers better? I feel like they bad vibe me. Well, now, Shiloh, I'm going to tell you now you've got to use the angels for that one because nothing can break that one. Um, Your coworkers better, I feel they bad vibe me. I also would watch that. I have somebody who does that. Uh, If you think they're bad vibing you, do you know that or do you just feel that? And if you just feel that, uh, I would not put that kind of negative energy out there, imagining that. In fact, imagine, this is law of attraction, let's call it, that they're talking about how great you are and how wonderful you are and how they wish they could hang out with you and be your best friend because they just think you're incredible and you're meant for bigger and better things and it's just coming soon and they see that. So I would uh, never bad vibe myself that way, like saying, oh, they're all against me. That's kind of paranoid anyways and you don't want to be paranoid because you draw that to you. And I would say, number one, never do that. Uh, yes, you are very sensitive. And being that you're sensitive, uh, yeah, I would also surround yourself. First of all, Archangel's Michael color, color is like a really deep blue or a purple-looking color. And I teach this as a protection thing. If you don't want something in, negative energy, negative stuff, surround yourself in like a purple cloak or bubble, whatever works for you, how you imagine it. Imagine it coming in. Uh, ask Archangel Michael to protect you and surround you, put his wings around you, and that will totally block out anything with his aura, kind of like a, the force field you used to see in Star Trek, you know, when they put the thing on the ship. Nothing can get in. And then that protects you, especially with a purple light or a dark blue or a white light. I do white light technique because that's a fast one. If you feel in danger, imagine a white light coming through the top of your head and surrounding you, and then surround that in the purple cloak or purple bubble and nothing can penetrate that except for positive energy. And that will keep people, it will actually make people move away from you. I had a mugger move away from me after I did something like that. And you know, not that I recommend you walk around with, you know, if you see a mugger run, but uh, do that. And yes, if you ask angels and God for protection every morning, definitely do that. But keep it going. Keep saying, yeah, please, uh, you know, keep the coverage coming, especially when you feel that energy from Lynette. Uh, that'll make you less sensitive to it. And then focus your energy on helping somebody else. That takes away negative energy. Think about sending her light. Send Lynette light. Send her positive thoughts that she finds a better job. Then she's away from you. <laughs> See her getting really successful jobs somewhere else while you move up in your job. That's what I like to do sometimes. And should we thank the uh, the angels too whenever we you know we yeah. ask for their help? Yeah, I've often said thank you. I, I sometimes do the law of attraction way. I say thank you for the protection or thank you for all the money you sent me today, Archangel Michael. <laughs> I say that a lot. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, you can say it, you know, before, during, or after several times. Yeah, you can say thank you. Uh, a little thing on that thank you thing, there's a lot of people who say I'm very grateful, I'm very grateful, and I really appreciate. And I learned this from the Abraham Hicks work, and I kind of like it. It's fine to say you're grateful. It's wonderful to be grateful. Uh, grace, whatever you want to call it. But I like the word appreciate better. 
Why? Because a lot of people who say, I'm so grateful for the money that you sent me, sounds like you don't deserve it. And you do deserve it because everybody deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves to be prosperous. I like the word that I appreciate that the money you sent me because I do deserve money. I deserve money for being who I am and living in this world. And so I appreciate all the good things that are sent to me. You know, And you can say grateful. That's fine too. But I feel when I say grateful, for me, the words have well, all words have power, whatever they mean to you. I find grateful a word that sounds like you're lacking. And I'm not lacking because the universe is very prosperous. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the reminder that I'm prosperous. You know, so that's that's just my way of looking at it. And uh, many people, and then some want to say, I'm very grateful for the things you sent me. But that reminds me that I don't have things. So I, for me, that becomes a negative connotation often. Okay. Cool. I'll have to start doing that all more often that way, too. Because I, I would be the same way. It's like, you know, I, you know, I appreciate it and I'm grateful and, you know, try to get them intermixed together. And Yeah. And then some people just look at that, that in your mind you are doing something your parents told you, well, if you have good things, then you better be grateful because, you know, they don't give it to everybody. Everybody has a right to it. Everybody does. It's not lack. There's no lack. It's a choice. It's it's a choice of des- it's it's deserving it, and that's another thing when working with yourself or angels or spirit guides or whatever you have to remember you deserve to be happy and you deserve prosperity. Why not? You're good. You're, we're good people. We're seeking the light. People who are not seeking the light, who are out to hurt others, don't listen to these shows. They don't call psychics. They don't do these things. You wouldn't. Yeah, no, they uh, definitely don't. Right, you wouldn't see them calling up a psychic and asking how to better serve or help the world. <laughs> they just won't. Okay, next call. All righty, area code 513, you're on the air. Hi, hi, Michael. Hi, hi dear, you? welcome to the show. What's your name? Thank you, it's a wonderful show. My name is Deb. Deb? Yes. Oh, hi, hey, what's your question hi. today? Hi. I, I'm wanting to see if you see um, anything uh, good coming up for my daughter and myself. I knew it was about a child. I said something about your children, uh, child. Uh, your daughter, how old is she now? She's 18. She's 18. Um, mm-hmm. is, is she? Uh, does she have a boyfriend or is about to be married or something? No, uh, no that my niece is getting married in June. It's your niece. Okay, because there's a new baby coming. Oh. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to have a baby. Well, I think it's the married one. <laughs> I don't well, think it's the one she's, who's not married. Yeah. Well, she's not. Neither one of them are married. Well, you said one's coming but, up to get married soon. Oh, no, niece. she's, yeah, she, yeah, she is getting married, but I am sure that they've never consummated that marriage. They're just not that type of people. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was totally blew me away. Once they get married, they will consummate, correct? Sure, I mean, that, exactly. What I'm saying, she'll have a baby after that, right? She'll have the oh, baby after cool. the wedding. Yeah, I don't think the okay. baby's first. I'm not getting okay. into the baby's first. I think the marriage happens first. Uh, but I see a little girl coming, another little girl. And I feel okay. you're going to be very close to this child. It, it's, okay. it's also a very psychic child. Okay. Um, and you're going to be very close. I don't know if you're going to be watching her a lot. <laughs> it seems like you might okay. be. Uh, well, your daughter. Let me see what your daughter yeah. is happy to do with your daughter. Uh, I do think if she's not in a relationship now, she's coming into one. 
But is she going to college? Is she about to go to college? Yes. Yeah, because I think she's going to meet somebody there. Um, interesting that I think that the one she meets is older, like um, already a graduate student. It seems the college has both. Uh, okay. Has yeah. yeah. So she. It seems to me she meets one who's older, who's already uh, working on you know his masters and not not in the first four years like she will be. Okay. Um. Uh, he might be studying law. Uh-huh. I'm about a, something about law. I do feel he might be a little bit controlling, so just make sure she uh, she's strong-willed and not, doesn't let him control her. And I think I'm just getting a little bit of control from him, just because he's yeah, older. She's, she's very she's very strong-willed, and good. I do know that she is going to be studying political science also. Yes, yeah, so she'll definitely be very outspoken. <laughs> that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that'll yep. work very well. Has she done something you, with the twirling or something? I see her like in the band or majorette or something like that, or cheerleading. Did she do that? Uh, she well, she plays the flute, but she is the president of her student body. Oh. Okay, she's strong. She's got it made then. Yeah. Oh, just don't, oh, yeah. Let, don't let the guy control her. But I do see her in this relationship with this guy, and this might be her life partner if she okay. can handle his uh, him trying to run things. Although she's smarter than he is in a lot of ways. Um, but he's very intelligent per se, book smart. Mm-hmm. So she can she can keep a hold of that. Uh, but I see her possibly doing that. She will marry well. I don't see her as having any problems financially, even on her own. But I also think she marries somebody with money. And this guy might have money. Uh, his family might be very wealthy. Um, okay. And I do see her living pretty well for herself. Do you, uh, like manch- I see her living in big houses, like a big mansion. So she might end up her? going into politics. She might go into politics. Yeah, she's she's talked she's always talked about that as a very young age. Yeah, um, she has made she a comment that. Yep, she's made a comment that it only takes one person to to change mm-hmm. everything. She but believes do that. You see, yep. Do you see uh, she and I reconnecting anytime soon? Yes. Yeah, she's uh, she's at a different place, but she will reconnect with you uh, probably when she starts school. I feel like when she starts, is she already started college or is she still in high school? No, she's still in high school. She'll be graduating the end of May. Um, yeah, she's uh, that's a good question. She will reconnect with you, I think, right before she heads out to college. I'm getting that kind what? of situation. So I I plan on moving. I am I'm going next week actually, um, about 700 miles away to be looking for a new place to live. Do you see that as a good move for me? It seems too far to me. I don't know why. Um, maybe more like 500 miles. <laughs> a little short of the 700. I'm getting more like 500 okay. miles. I think the place is a little okay. closer than that. Okay. Okay, so that's what I'm getting right now. So, um, you know, let us know. Uh, I, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to put something in the chat room, Michael. Uh, people can contact me. I'm going to put my email here. Good, thank I do have you. Specials. Okay. I do have specials. If you contact me, I'm, the special I give for everybody who uh, mentions Blog Talk that they heard me on this show, I usually charge 100 an hour, but you can have an hour for $50, which is half price. And... Um, 
So, you know, feel free to do that. Just write me and say, you know, Blog Talk Radio or mention the radio show, and I will send you an invoice for 50 and then you'll have a whole hour with me, anybody, from here, and I have that special. So, And if you're in the New York area. Um, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, because I've had some really – I think Shyla had a – Shyla, didn't you have a reading with me? She she can answer in the, if she's still in the room. Uh, I think Shyla did one of the specials and had a reading with me, and she really liked it. Yeah, she's still here. Yeah, Shyla yep. – uh, I, I believe Shyla had a reading with me. I, I think you did, right? We talked on the phone, Shyla. I know we did. Um, and it wasn't just blog talk. So we can go to the next call as I kind of say this okay. about my specials. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Deb. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> I do seem to. Okay. I don't always remember my readings. I do have to warn you. I've had people, like I've been, last night I was in a different room, and uh, somebody was saying, oh, yeah, you know, remember when I talked to you on the phone on the radio show? And it's like, sometimes I do, depending on what it was we talked about. But I do have a lot of clients sometimes during the week, and, uh, hopefully I'd have more. I'm looking for more. Thank you. I'd like you all to come around and get an hour reading. Um, what happens is I don't remember everything that's said because I hear a lot of similar things. I hear things that are different, and so it's hard to remember, but sometimes it jogs my memory because if you keep all the stuff in you, a lot of psychics, by the way, are overweight, and I am one of them, is because we carry a lot of energy of other people, and I'm working with the angels. Well, to that's try to my that. problem. Yes, that's your problem. That's why you're overweight, if you are overweight. I, I haven't seen you. But, uh, get uh, there. Yeah, overweight, a lot of psychics are overweight because we collect a lot of energy from people and we sometimes take it on as our own, trying to help them and clear them. But Archangel Michael does vacuuming. He vacuums out the negative stuff because his sword is made of light. This is what I found out this weekend. This is what I learned about my angel therapy. This is really cool. His sword is made of light, so he makes light where there's negative energy and there can be no darkness in the light. So if you have Archangel Michael cut all the cords of negativity off of you and then vacuum out your insides of all the negative stuff, you can get rid of these things that you don't need, including fat and also uh, craving certain foods that make you heavy. Uh, you can ask them to take away the cravings. The angels will take away your cravings so you don't do it. Uh, Doreen Virtue quit smoking, though. I think it was her. She quit smoking completely because it just took away the feeling. She quit eating chocolate. I know she ate chocolate. Um, maybe it was somebody else who didn't smoking. But took away the craving, never had to do any programs, just it was gone because uh, Archangel Michael took away the cravings. Or Archangel Raphael, healer. Right. Raphael is the healer. Uh, so work together with the both of them, they can take away cravings. That said, uh, so also just the vacuuming of all the negative out of you. And another technique that we often do that have any weight issues or any kind of issue, illnesses, go inside the illness, kind of like Louise L. Hay teaches. Let's say you're fat. So go inside your fat and ask it why it's there. Why are you there? And the number one answer, of course, for us who are overweight is protection. We're trying to protect ourselves from the pain. And uh, you can then say, okay, I know that I'm safe. Archangel Michael and all the angels protect me, and I no longer need you, fat. Thank you for being there and protecting me while you did, but I no longer need you. And they, they've had people drop the weight like, like a pound a day very quickly just because they let go of the need to have it. So there you go. And cool. I'm working on it. I have to go ahead and ask for that help. Yeah, exactly. Okay, who's there? Area code 954, you're on the air. Hi, Michael. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Teresa. This is Anna. I wanted to see if you see any changes coming up in the next couple months. Anna? Yes. Uh, I do see changes. Uh, are you... 
expanding or fixing up a room in your place or something? I feel like there's decorating differences or something larger. I don't know if something's getting larger or just expanded or cleaned up like a, a work being done. Well, I, I'm continuously trying to fix up my place on a limited budget, trying to sure. turn things around a little bit. I feel like something's going to happen that's going to be really good. It feels like it's a, a nice change. You'll like it better. Oh. Um, it's coming up. Uh, it might even be something to do with, uh, I'm almost getting like something to do with, uh, I'm getting two things, a bathroom and a porch. So I don't know if it's near, it's the bathroom being worked on or if there's a porch being extended or fixed or something, but that will be the next thing. And it will go very well. You'll get it, uh, if it's even redecorating, but something is happening over there that's really good. And oh, that's good. Well, I I have, like it, go ahead. I'm getting a little bit of help, not not a whole lot, but a little bit with a few little items, but nothing major that I know of, <laughs> unless yeah. i got more income coming in. <laughs> well, I feel like some a female comes in to help you, and she she might just do it for free just so she can take pictures of whatever she's doing. So I'm not really? a student. It might be a student, an interior decorating student or something. Oh, really? That sounds and good. And actually, you might check into that. If you have a college near you that has interior decorating, you might ask if somebody wants to help you out just, you know, to get credit for college because they do that for free usually at that age, at that time. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's an idea to get some of the work done if you're on a limited budget, any kind uh -huh. of work. And I'm going to say that to everybody. If you need anything done, like let's say you're starting a business of your own, call a college and find out a student studying business that will help you with a business plan because that's, they get credit for that. They don't have to charge you for that. They mm -hmm. usually don't because they're students and their professor will give them credit for helping somebody, you know, start a small business or whatever. So uh, I would say if you know somebody at college that teaches interior design, maybe somebody come, you know, help you make it a little more roomy or a little better for you. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing coming, so any kind of changes coming up. Uh, somebody, do you have uh, children, grown children? No, I don't. Hmm. I'm getting a male who seems like uh, he, he's younger than you. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't know if he was a, a son, but he also seems college age coming around. And I don't know if he's just helping you with things or he's coming around, but I'm getting a college age person around you who seems very positive to you. It might be a relative. I feel like it's a relative. I do and, have um, several, but they're out of state right now. Right. And I feel like one of them is coming to visit you that really you will enjoy his company. I don't know if he's just coming to visit, but I feel like he oh. is. And oh, it's going to really good. Somebody you haven't seen in a while. And I feel like oh, it's going to be really positive. And it can help you with any kind of repairs that need to be done. If there's some, I feel like there's repairs that need to be done where you are. Absolutely, yeah. That, that would help me yeah, a lot. Yeah, and I feel like he's coming to do that for free. And But he's there and he's visiting. But he is from out of state. I kind of got that. And he's related. And oh. he's a young young guy with, uh, you know, a lot of strength and some know-how. He's got oh, know-how, but he, he, can, he can fix some things for you. That and I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's coming around. So that's what I feel like coming soon. Maybe he brings the girl with him. Maybe she does the interior design. It could be his girlfriend or wife. Oh. Do you feel anything around my financial situation, which is uh, quite difficult right now? I'm yes. Are you, on a, are you on a uh, – are you working or are you on a, a – mm. I'm on a fixed income, and I'm um, trying to revise a financial plan for my home, which has been long-standing, long and I have to submit some more paperwork, and I'm wondering if it's going to be a better offer, actually. A little bit better. I don't feel like it's a million times better, but I think you have uh, you could possibly do some small things on your own. Like I don't know if you do 
crafts or something, um, or if it's Avon, but I don't feel like it's Avon. I feel like it's something hand you can do that you could sell some things. Uh, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking and to see if there's yeah. anything I could do. Yeah, it might be anywhere from needlepoint to knitting or something that you I'm enjoy not doing. For. <laughs> I'm not, that's huh? not my forte. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a sewer. Something creative, but something creative. Yeah, I'm looking into. Uh, I'd also tell you what to look into because I've done it before and I enjoyed it. Uh, I did scrapbooking. Uh, They have like programs where you just sell the stuff to do the scrapbooks. (laughs) You don't have to make them. And there's like creative memories. uh, And not to give any names, there's other ones called Post My Heart or something like that. But there's companies that you kind of like to do Avon, but it's scrapbooking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Actually, I'm looking into helping um, someone who has a business. Do you see anything developing as far as this pursuit? I have someone yes. I contacted. I can see you doing that a little bit, yes. I see yes. you making a little bit of part-time money doing that, yes. That's what I'm I'm working on now. I'm staying in contact with someone. Um, I haven't yes. made a plan exactly yet, but I'm working to hopefully to have uh, some part-time income in that yes. way. Check into somebody who does something creative because you can help them a lot. Let's just say that they're doing, if they have a little shop, maybe they sell yeah. you know doll clothing. I don't know, but I'm getting something that you can help somebody that has a little creative business of some sort. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm working with now. Yeah. Possibly I, having to do with jewelry. I don't know if you pick up anything in the jewelry. It could be jewelry. Yeah, it's something decorative. It feels like it could be jewelry. Uh, I know it's creative, and it, the person either makes it themselves or something like that. It might be crystals. It might be something metaphysical, but jewelry made of crystals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say check around you. I'm getting like there might be a little shop near you, or somebody does it out of their home, but you would be helping them, and they'd be glad to give you a few dollars to help out. Mm-hmm. And that might be the young lady, too. That might be what I see as the, the young woman. Um, but that's coming up, and I think that's coming up, what month are we in? April mm-hmm. 2011. Um May. I think it could be next as soon as next month. It'll be a little bit here and there. It might speed up a little bit more for you in fall when kids are back in school for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe her business does better in the fall. Oh. But uh, uh, check into it for a little shop, a little creative thing. So you do think I'll get a little better deal, though, as far as uh, the home yeah. plan? It'll be a little better, yeah. It'll be a little better. better. Well, a little better is better than not. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah. You're welcome, dear. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Okay. It's always hard being on a fixed income and, and needing to figure out a way to make some extra money. There really, it really is, and a lot of people are these days. But I want to remind people that uh, our government does has these problems with finances. Of course, my roommate said something very funny about that. You know how they were going to close down the government and they weren't going to pay military people or, you know, that. But they still are going to pay the politicians. I want to be on their payroll. I don't want to be on the payroll that doesn't oh. get paid. Yeah. And I thought that was a good way oh, to put it. Oh, I know. It. I like that, too. I want to be on the payroll they're on because they always get paid. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and uh, that's that's definitely my thing. And I wanted to say another thing about the fixed income. Uh we are prosperous. We live in a prosperous world. There, even during the Great Depression, when my mother was born, uh, and my mother's always worried about running out of money because she still has that mentality of the uh, Depression baby. We, there's always been people who do well even during depressions. There are people who are never 
at a loss for money because they understand that the universe is prosperous. Money is not evil, by the way. If you do believe money is evil or bad or rich people are bad, you will never get money because you can't have a negative attitude about it. I think being rich is wonderful. I think rich people are great because they help a lot of people. And you can help a lot of people. So I try to look at it positive. There are people in the world who don't do good things, but for the most part, if you knew anything, even I've had people who told me they don't like Oprah, but you don't. You know the work she does to help other people? She gives away most of her money. She has a lot. She never yeah. runs out. I but can't wait to be that rich so I can help out people. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I look at that. Uh, Bill Gates, richest, one of the richest men in the world. He might be the richest. He helps a lot of people. I heard a great story about him. And he bought somebody a house, a honeymoon couple, because he, he, uh, there, he, a tie, somebody broke down. He broke down. His limousine broke down. Bill Gates or his car. And this young man stopped to help him. A young man about to be married, and uh, he didn't know it was Bill Gates, by the way. And the guy said, "Give me your card. Thank you for changing my tire." It was Bill Gates. And he said, "Give me your name." And the guy said, "Yeah, I'm about to get married, and we're trying to pay for this house, and we're trying to qualify. We just qualified, but I don't know if I can pay the mortgage because I work, you know, a regular job." And then the guy went to get his wife, and he had the wedding and found out his house had been paid for. And Bill Gates had bought his house, so he didn't have a mortgage. Wow. Isn't that nice? Just for changing his tire. So that's why I tell you, have a good attitude about rich people, because you never know where they are. It's kind of like you entertain angels unaware, because, you know, Archangel Michael and all of them show up in different ways. And uh, we did another exercise on the angel intensive that was very interesting. You take, like, a dollar bill or any amount bill, you put it in front of you, and I was telling you about how you go inside the fat and ask why it's there. Well, you do the same thing with money, but in a different way. I'm trying to see if I have my notes. And you put that money in front of you, and you ask questions of the money. It says, says, how do I really feel about you? You know, what? You know, find out if you have negative thoughts about money. Because you don't want to have negative thoughts about money. You want to have positive thoughts, and then bring it to you. And fixed income or not, the world is prosperous. You don't have to live on the government money only. You can bring in millions of dollars. You can win the lottery if you feel that's your source. But your source could come in anyway. You never know how to come to you. You just don't know. Right? Maybe you, you have a book inside of you and you get a publishing deal. Make a blog. If you have something to say, say it. And I'm on a website called BookRix, B-O-O-K-R-I-X, and you can put a book up there. They give you a nice little cover and you can write your books there and people can they have contests and stuff. One of the women who wrote there a lot, she put a lot of her books up there, memoirs mostly, but you can put whatever you want. You can write a novel, and um, this woman was up there. I used to talk to her, and I put a couple of my books up there to start, start some books. You don't, I don't have a whole book yet. And she got a publishing deal out of it, so she took down all her books there because it's a free place. And now she's got a publishing deal worth like you know $50,000 just based on what she wrote on this free website where they published her stories. And I've heard some people with blogs have been asked to, you know, write books. I have a blog, too, by the way, and I actually want to put it up here. It's a WordPress blog. I just got to make sure I get the right address. But I, I'm i hoping for a publishing deal. I'm trying to. I'm writing a book about developing your psychic gifts, and whether I get the publishing deal that way, I'm also writing, you know, letters and doing chapters. Um, I want to, uh, you know, get a publishing deal, and I want to do book tours. I want to do what Doreen Virtue does, by the way. That's what I want to do is go from place to place and teach you all how to enhance your psychic gifts, how to talk to your angels, how to talk to your spirit guides, etc., and do some readings while I'm there. Uh, if you are in New York, I wanted to say, I just put up on meetup.com to do in person my classes again. And my classes are, it's a 12-week course, how to develop your psychic 
and medium gifts, you will learn all the things I learned. Are we still on? Yep, we're still here. Okay. Something beeped on my phone, so I didn't know what happened. I'm going to give you my WordPress address. I'm just trying to get there. Okay. Okay. And I'd like to go ahead and do the same thing, go ahead and talk to people and then uh, take the radio show on the road, too. Uh, yes, that would be great. I'm, we're going to do that. And you know what? I'll join you on the road. You can, you know, we'll we'll go somewhere. I'll, maybe okay, that'll Michael, work. I'll bring you uh, with me on some of my tours, maybe. We'll do something fun. To yeah, that'll work. Show. We, can, yeah. we can do some stuff. Yeah, that'll yeah. be good. Now, there's my, I just put my word press up there. Calls? Yeah, I can take another call. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's uh, angelaura28.wordpress.com. Yes. Check it out. i got a lot of stuff okay. there. Different kinds of things. Area code 415, you're on the air. Hi, good evening. This is Sophie. Um, Angela, I wanted to ask you what you saw coming up for me uh, for um, the here on forward, I guess, for the rest of the year. rest of the year. Um, it looks like you're having some career advances. I got that fast. Are you working on a career that you need, you can advance in? Um, actually, I'm in school right now, and that's a part of what I've been thinking about, uh, exactly what I want to do. Uh, it's probably going to be in communications. I've gone back yes. and forth. I would say uh, I, saw you in, I saw you in media. I saw you in media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I've been thinking of. Are you doing newscasts or something like that? Newscasts? No, not, no. I'm just going to get a, a little, um, what do you call a little digital camera and start recording when I travel and things like that, meet interesting people. I think that's probably going to be one way and continue to work on my writing. Yes, because you're um, going to be like a travel writer. Thing. You're going to be a travel writer. Okay. You're that's... a travel writer. Um, I do see that, uh, but I do see you possibly on having. I guess when I saw film, I saw like kind of like a travel show. Like, okay, today we're in you know Venice, and it's you. It's you're you're there. Uh, you might mm-hmm. be narrating voiceover. I'm not sure if it's not voiceover, but you're there and you're talking about. I see you a lot with food. Uh, I don't know if you'd like to you know. Try <laughs> well, actually, food. that's funny you said that because initially. Um, yeah, there's a group and they're a foodie group and um I've you know involved with them and um I'm very interested in in good food. So Yeah, I see you <laughs> so almost doing like a food tasting uh, video but TV show that's like a I'm almost getting a PM magazine says today we're, you know, like I said we're in uh you know Stuttgart, Germany, and we're going to try the cuisine of this little town that's just out of Stuttgart, and you're trying, like, these really interesting foods <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Uh, it's kind of uh, – I've seen shows like that, but yours is a little bit different. And then uh, I see some books and stuff coming out of that, uh, books about how not to eat in, you know, when you visit <laughs> Stuttgart, Germany. <laughs> be careful of this cuisine because you'll have heartburn for two nights. I hope that doesn't happen to you too often, but, you know, just uh, – right. Okay, and so when you say you say like a little bit of a different twist, that's that's the thing that I've been interested in coming up with. Actually, I I think I have now that I'm saying that something's coming to me with a different twist on it. Okay, there you go. Because I think you create this thing, 
And I see you as being quite successful at it, by the way. Uh, you're not going to be poor. Uh, you're going to be quite wealthy and quite popular, at least in your circle. You know, I'm not saying you're going to, well, hopefully you don't hang out with Charlie Sheen. But uh, No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But you might hang out with Martha Stewart. You might see her yeah. a couple times. Not in jail. <laughs> not in jail, right? Not in jail. But I, I don't think she's going back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she is either, no. I think maybe people like Paula Dean might be in your crowd a little bit as you get into that world. Uh, at least you'll interview them. I, I don't know if you'll, you know, that you're going to be kind of in that world. So there is some, some celebrity in that in its own way, but not that you're seeking celebrity. I just see you as being successful. You live in the San Francisco area, correct? Yes, I do. Well, I know that by your area code, so that was nothing psychic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recognize area codes. I work in a lot of offices, so I know a lot of phone numbers. That's always oh, wonderful. Yeah, and I love San Francisco, by the way. Uh, good food there, really good. I yeah, live in New York. Exactly. And I, get, I get the greatest food in the world here, too, no doubt. But uh, I did have some really good food in San Francisco. Um, oh, you're in New York? I'm in New York, yeah. Yeah, so okay, yes, absolutely. Best food in the world, absolutely. Yes. Right. The only thing you can't get here that's really good, well, it's starting to change, but is Mexican food. Because I'm from Arizona originally, and they have really good Mexican food there. Here, it's right. a little weak. It's a little weak. But I have good Puerto Rican food, Dominican, you know. I was going to say Puerto Rican food is easy to get there, whereas it's near impossible to find here. Yes. And I like Puerto Rican food. I, I, I live in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, so it's really good food. And it's actually very nutritional, too, I must say. Yes. Uh, it is very little, good. Yeah, and I'm right next door to an Indian neighborhood. So they're, it, it, like I'm right in a row for everything. That's what I love about New York. You're near everything. But uh, you will be doing that kind of thing, telling people where to get the best food. <laughs> and I do see you quite successful, and that's going to happen. You're in school now, but I think the minute you're out of school, it pretty much takes off. Uh, is February meaningful? Is that when your school ends? February? You mean February of next year? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I will have my, yeah, I definitely could be finished. I can continue on, but I'm having a sense that I don't need to. Uh, yeah, I don't think you do either, actually. I think you could leave now and you'd be great. Uh, I mean, I, 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 by the by next February I'll have I'll have an undergrad degree, but, I mean, whether I want to yeah. go for, gra- you know, to no. graduate school is another story. I feel like I don't need to do that, honestly. You, you probably won't do that, and if you do, it's going to be, like, correspondence and mm-hmm. wherever you are. If you decide to do that, and it might be a little bit later, um, like, you know, you don't need it. You're not going to need it. I yeah, have to say that I, you just don't need that much of an education. for What you're doing, you have a great education from experience and from life. Uh, having the piece of paper is not going to change the fact that you're already very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a piece of paper uh, that is, you know, recognizing that you are highly intelligent. I think you already have a degree as far as life goes. You're very mm-hmm. good at this. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of different things in my life. Yeah. You're highly intelligent, you know, so it's not a problem. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I I wanted to ask you, do you see anyone who's going to be instrumental maybe in um, opening the door for me? Is it someone in the SUTI group or um, because part of their team is out of L.A.? I'm getting uh, somebody in L.A. and I'm getting a producer of some sort, uh, an older man. Okay. Who uh, is really just a big fan. An older guy. Okay. Uh, I'm getting. He has a full head of hair. It's salt and pepper. Uh, very wavy. I almost see. Uh, who am I seeing? I'm seeing. Uh, what's his name over here? Uh, Regis Philbin looking. He looks like Regis Philbin. Oh. So, <laughs> I, that, that, that age, Regis that has a sweet face. 
he does. And I see a guy like that who has a little more salt and pepper than Regis does, because Regis colors his hair, I'm sure. Uh, but it looks like a Regis Philbin type, and I feel like he has that kind of energy and success to uh, maybe not quite the same as his Regis Philbin, but close enough. You know. Okay. But he's a producer, so I don't think he, he's not an on-air personality. He's just uh, a producer, not just a producer. He is a producer. <laughs> And okay, he is a producer. I, I, I'm actually thinking of going to an event in L.A., uh, which is actually a spiritual event. Go for it. You got it. Okay, it. and I'm just wondering if that will be a really good spot for me to meet, you know, yes. kind of network. Well, I think there you're going to meet a female who will be instrumental in helping you get to this producer guy. Because okay. it is L.A. So this person must be working with him or married to him. It might be his wife. But it's somebody who's instrumental in getting you to this, this producer guy. So maybe she produces with him. I'm almost like maybe it's a partnership, but there is a woman there you will meet at the uh, spiritual event that gets you to where you need to be and all the people you need to meet. Okay. Okay, yeah, that sounds business. wonderful. So Enjoy. anything else you have to – that's a lot, but I don't know. Yeah. Just... Well, write me. Let me know what happens. I, I do love people to update me, even if I don't remember what I said. But. <laughs> okay, Angela, I certainly would do that. Okay, thank you. I, I took notes, and I know how to contact you, so I definitely will keep you posted. Definitely. That's going to be fun. And enjoy. And bring me along with you. Put me on the show when you get one. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely would love to go to New York. It's been a while. There you go. I'll be a guest. It'll be fun. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Angela. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great night. You too. Michael and I need to be on oh. all the shows. All you people who get shows and we predict that and it comes true, you have to put us on the show. Okay, Correct? That works. Yeah. That works for me. You know, I'm ready. Yeah, I am. I'm going to do it. I, I keep being told by a lot of a lot of different people kept telling me that they see me doing um, – you know, bigger shows other than blog talks, like being on TV and traveling, and I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, I see like, you bring it on, give me that manager. I even see you having your own radio show, like your whole, your own network almost. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I, I opened it up to the universe and said, you know, make it happen. I'm ready. I see you as a spiritual, uh, and I, it's a funny way I'm going to use it, but I see you like a spiritual Howard Stern. <laughs> like you're that famous that like Howard Stern's show was, the radio show. You're like okay. that, you, but your spiritual show, and it's like you know, almost like Hay House Radio is really cool, but you're bigger than that. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, I'm, like I said, I'm waiting. You know, Archangel Michael and Raphael and Gabriel and all the others and all. It's like I'm ready. Make it happen. That's it. Me, too. Archangel Michael. I, I'm getting it up there. Yep. Area code eight four eight. You're on the air. Hey, Michael. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, too. Hello, Teresa. How are you? Hi. I'm Angela, by the way. Oh, Teresa's Angela, I apologize. Name. It's okay. What, what's your name? My name's Tom. You can't fool oh. me with that one. That one I got down. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your question today, Tom? I'm wondering what you see in my love life, Angela. Um, it's a little desert-like right now, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's a little bit like a desert right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have to move. <laughs> Are you planning on moving soon? Uh, actually, yes. Yeah, because that's where you're going to find what you need. It's not going to be where mm-hmm. you are now. you got to get away from where you are. Uh, you need somewhere. I, I would say, do you live in the desert? Are you in Arizona or something? No, no, I'm on Long Island. 
Oh, oh yeah, Long Island. Well, you're a neighbor. You're not too far from me. I'm in Queens, by the way. I'm on Long Island, you know what I'm saying. Oh, we're um, very close. I'm on yeah. the border of Queens, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're really close. We're down, down the street. Well, this has certainly got its pickings for people, but I feel like you're moving. Um, okay. Out of move, I'm not positive on that, but I do think you're moving somewhere more uh, less city-like in a way. More green trees. <laughs> more green trees uh, when they're green. Uh, we barely got our spring today. He could tell you Long Island. I mean, we're lucky. We got 70 degrees today, and we've been like 40-something degrees in the last few days, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, here in New York. Finally, we got spring. Uh, I feel like a place that looks more like spring. It might be out of state. It might be, I hate to say it to you, and I know how you feel as a New Yorker, but it might be New Jersey. Okay. And it might, it could be Pennsylvania or Connecticut. So I'm. it might be out, just out of state. Okay. Is and Texas, that maybe? Do you have a place yet? Do you have a place chosen? Um, no, not exactly. Okay. I, I Connecticut actually rang truer when I finally said it. Connecticut rang really well for me. I think you're going to do well there. Okay. So check Connecticut because I think there's a job for you there. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for work? Is that what it is? You're looking to find work? Um, More work? Actually, I'm actually looking to start my own business. I think Connecticut's the place. And then you'll meet the the love life will pick up there. It might be somebody you hire to work with you in your business. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I, I think it, 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 you do date females, right? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, you know, it's hard. this is New York. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> But I, I didn't feel I sometimes I know I usually know people's sexuality, but sometimes I don't on the phone pick it up completely. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do feel like she it is a girl because <laughs> I said if she's awfully female. If it's if you date guys, it was an awfully female type of guy. But uh, it's a girl, uh, definitely. It's a woman, but she comes I think to work with you or work around you. Maybe it's a job you get initially when you're there that's already somebody else's, and then you as you start your own business. But she either is comes in to work there or does already work there. So I'm getting that you almost meet her immediately. Once you make the move, it's like she's right there. Hmm, cool. That's so you what, think you think she's in Connecticut as well, then? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's there now. Yeah, that's where she lives. Hmm. And she's a little Very, bit younger than you. She's a little bit younger than you. Hmm. I would say at least two years, if not a little more. Could be up to five years younger than you. Okay. Cool. Any idea what what she might look like? Yeah, she's petite. Um, and you know, height wise, she's not a tall woman, but she's also small boned. Uh, she's um, she's large where she needs to be large. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I feel like she has long wavy hair. Mm-hmm. Mostly long wavy hair. Uh, that she wears that way at least. Um. She does look like she has light hair, like uh, a blonde or something uh, sandy colored, but it's light hair. Mm-hmm. Very big, beautiful blue eyes. Mm-hmm. You, don't eye you don't think Do you I know, know her? You don't think I know her already, though? Do you think I know her already? You might, but would she live, does she live in Connecticut, the one you already know? Um, no. no. Nobody I know lives in Connecticut. Yeah, so I don't think you know. Uh, 
or she goes to Connecticut with you. Now, I could be off on that because sometimes it's like, you know, we can be like 90-something percent, but it could be that she goes with you if she's a friend, but this is a love relationship when it comes, and I think it's pretty, well, if it's not a love relationship now, it becomes one very fast when it when you do get together. So if you already know her, uh, is there somebody named like Janine or Janet? I see a Janine in here, but is that a name that is similar to some the person you know? Not no, not that I know, no. Because I'm getting that kind of sound to the name. Ginny, Jeannie, Janine. That's the kind of sound I'm getting to the name. Sometimes I get names, but it could be last names or something like their last names, so that's the feel I get. It's a J name. I feel like it's a J name where it has that sound to it. Janine. Uh, you know, Nina. It just has that sound to it. It has a certain sound to it, like that. Okay. But let us know. I, I definitely will. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. You're welcome. I appreciate Have that. Have a great very night. Much, we'll Michael. talk to you again soon. You're, You're welcome. welcome. We'll talk. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Sounds a hopeless romantic. It, I know, and that's sweet. Sweet. Well, she will be too. She'll be very lonely. Oh yeah. Erica, um, 4308, you're on the air. 4308, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Hello. 4308, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Angela. Hi, Michael. What's your question today? How can we help you? Um. Okay. Um. It's about career. I I'm in the health field and. Um. I've been helping people. Um. But then I feel like I'm not happy with the specific job I'm at. And so I'm wondering, I mean, do you see me doing something else later or will things change and I'll be happier in time with what I'm doing right now? Right. I don't generally ask females this, but how old are you now? Oh, I'm 29. Okay, you're young. Because um, sometimes that lets me know what I'm seeing in your age, like if you change jobs, you will change jobs. Uh, I'm getting that you'll be changing right around, uh, the big change will be around 32. At least it will be a completely different change than what you're doing now. Uh, are you an LPN or uh, a nurse? No, I'm a pharmacist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, but that's not really your calling. You want to help people, really help them. I feel like you're a um, healer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to help people, but, like, I have a creative side, too, and what I'm yeah. doing right now, it's like I'm struggling and I'm not happy, so I feel right. like maybe this is not right for me. Well, that's why I kind of said that, but I don't think you're an LPN, or so don't get me wrong. What I'm seeing, I see you as a healer. I would like to see you do some of the stuff that I was doing, like taking angel therapy classes and learning how to do Reiki and energy work, because I think you're going to find it in the metaphysical world that you like it. You can help mm-hmm. even massage therapists if you want to put your hands, you know, literally use your hands. Some people don't want to do that, but with Reiki, you can touch people's auras and you can do energy work. But I think you should explore some of this because I think you're going to find your calling there. Okay. So you say when I'm around age 32, that's the kind of um, work I'm going into? You don't see anything yeah. more like of a creative, like an art kind of job or art, career? You like art. Uh, you know, I see you doing creative things like with crystals and stuff like that. I see you doing healing work, but I think you'll find it creative. You have a way mm-hmm. to create it because it's your own business. It's almost like your own business. I do see you doing painting. Okay. I do see painting mm-hmm. associated with it. So it might be that, like, you have these spiritual he- paintings. I see a lot of color in them. Uh, I knew a, g- a girl who was an artist, and what she did, her paintings uh, 
inspire healing in people. And she also did some energy work with crystals. So I don't know if you're painting like the colors of the crystals, but I do see paintings around you. And you will sell some paintings. I see you selling paintings too. But they might be healing paintings or you paint people's angels or their auras. Because uh, mm-hmm. you feel them. I think you're going to, I keep getting told energy work with you because that can be so creative. You can create a way to use energy with people that maybe hasn't been done before, or at least often, like where you paint their auras and they come in and do a sitting with you and they become healed. I mean, it's like something unusual. I see you doing this by the age of 32 uh, in, in the sense of being a pharmacist. You might do that a little bit longer. You also might look into some this photography, especially like the uh, people who photograph auras, Clarion, how do you say that, Michael? You know how to say that? I forgot how you say that. Uh, the aura photography. Um, you might uh, Carillion of, photography. Carillion. You might look into, yeah. I want you to explore some of the spiritual stuff that's creative, because it's very creative. Um, okay. Because I think you're going to find something there that's going to really excite you. So would that's, you suggest taking classes? How, is that how yeah. I would go about I would say you take classes wherever you are, like Google it, but you can find classes in uh, energy work. Uh, are you in, where are you at? What what area? I'm in um, Bay Area, like San Jose, but I work in Oh, Atlanta. perfect. Oh, you're in California. Oh, my gosh, you're right mm-hmm. near like Sylvia Brown's place and all that stuff. You're going to find classes up, you know, you're going to find so many classes you won't know where to begin. Take short courses. Take a weekend a retreat of some sort. Go to spiritual. Go to psychic stairs. Um although I, that's not as creative, but crystal work. Uh, look into crystals and Reiki. I think you're going to like energy work. There's got to be a place, probably in San Jose or Campbell, which is really near there. Uh, Sylvia Brown has her place there. Uh, she's actually ill right now, but her her teachers are all through the area in Campbell, California, so you might find some of them getting uh, teaching even past life regression and hypnosis. You're going to find you love a lot of this. It's all very creative when you really look. There's ways to be creative with it. There's mm-hmm. also art therapy. Art therapy. Take a class mm-hmm. in that. Okay. So there's something about art because you could teach kids art therapy. Yeah, that would be perfect. It would be perfect for you. I think you'd love that art therapy. Yeah, look into that and energy work. And then let us know how it goes because you're in the perfect place for it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I've got pre- uh, people private messaging me about me going to California. I'm like, well, set it up. I'll get out there. Where are you at now, Florida? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. Tampa Bay area. Yeah, my mother's in Florida. Uh, uh, one of a kind going to Texas. Somebody's asking me something on here. Uh, do I see one of a kind going to Texas? One of a kind, do you have a first name that's like, uh, yeah, I hope Sylvia's okay too. Sylvia Brown had a massive heart attack, for those who don't know, in Hawaii. But that's a great place to heal, let me tell you. I'm sure. I've never been to Hawaii, but I hear it's beautiful. So she she was doing tours and working herself a little too hard. She had a massive heart attack. And I read on her uh, fan page on Facebook that Sylvia Brown, just about two or three days ago, was released from the hospital. And uh, she's recovering in her the place she stays in Hawaii. So uh, I think Good. she's doing all right. But it was a pretty bad heart attack, obviously. How do you make a living with that? Deep blue ocean, are you, Tiffany? Um, well, art therapy, sometimes you get hired as a teacher. Art therapy uh, is often used uh, for teaching. So for teaching children, um, 
especially children with mental uh, are being diagnosed with hyperactivity, etc. <laughs> and autism. Uh, so they'll pay you for that. So that does work. Because autistic children who don't always communicate verbally are often, uh, they try different things from art therapy to other things. Um, so she could work with them and uh, that might work out for her too. Yeah. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom, one of a kind. He called me. Tom, the uh, hopeless romantic. Will he go to Texas? Well, he could. Um, he could go to Texas. There's a lot of, you know, if, first of all, you have free will. Let me say that. Uh, and if you make a decision or something feels right for you, I think you should follow that impulse uh, because you might find new things in new places. But be careful about making severe changes in your life. I've moved a lot. Because if you're doing it to run away from something, you always take yourself with you. So feel it out before you start running other places. Because the economy is bad everywhere if it's bad where you are. <laughs> if that's what you're looking um, for. Aside from that, you can go to a new place if you feel impelled to do that. Something will call you. I get called different places, and um, I was told a couple of readings that I'm not going to be in New York, but I love New York, and I, I've left it several times, and I always come back. The thing is, I will always New York's come back a fun place. I love New York. I just can't not love New York. So uh, somebody, somebody said you're going to spend the rest of your life in, like, Colorado, which is a beautiful place, and I've been there. I would be sad because I'm not... New York's my place. I just love it here. Uh, I've been in California, lived there. Don't love it as much as I love New York. It's okay. For weather, it's perfect. I have to agree with that. Other than earthquakes, which I scare me to, you know, a lot. Although I know I'm not meant to die in an earthquake and I'm not meant to die in a plane crash, I still get scared like anybody else a little bit. But I, now I carry the angels with me. <laughs> so I've been in a few earthquakes in California. It's not fun at all. I don't recommend it for uh, activity. It's very not fun. There's a lot of shaking here in New York, but that's because I'm near the subway, so that, that at least I understand. <laughs> yeah, I lived right across the street from Amtrak uh, many, many years ago, and when I lived up in Rhode Island, and we had an earthquake, and my mom called from Florida. She says, you all right? I'm like, yeah, why? And she says, well, you don't just get hit like you know with a 5.2 earthquake. I'm like, I'm so used to Amtrak going by, it didn't even phase me. <laughs> you didn't even notice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know. I, I just figured, wow, it's kind of strange. The Amtrak's going by and they're not, you know, honking their whistle or anything, you know? I said, right. I said, well, you know, occasionally to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie, the children are eating now. Okay. Yeah, give me Debbie's another... in Hawaii and all. Oh, yeah. Do we have another call? Oh, yes. Erica 814, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Hi. Uh, this is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. My question is... How can we is, help you? Well, I had put on, put in for two jobs. They're the same job title, but they're different regions. And right now I'm currently working for state government, and this would be a different state government organization, but it would be doing... A completely different job than what I'm currently doing. Um, one's for like a, a, it's a district manager position, and one's for a region seven, and one's for a region eight. What's the first one you uh, went for? The first one. 
Well, I mailed them in the same time, so they were both due on the same day. So really, there wasn't a first one. Tell me the regions again. Region 7 and Region 8, is that what you said? Yeah, there was a Region 8 and a Region 7. 8. I wanted to say 7, but it's 8. It popped me back to 8. Region 8. Region 8, okay. Region 8. I think that's a little bit more of a bigger, it's a bigger territory, but I don't know that there's more, you know, more stores. I think they have to kind of even it up. Yeah, I think it's eight. It's region eight. And they also said, they also said that um, your district office would be dependent on, because I don't live in the regions that the stores are at, but it would be dependent on, and I don't know if it's because of, they would pick the closest one that would be where, you're, where you live, would be your main office to work out of, is your, you know, your main, yeah. You know, the majority of the work that you'd be working at would be that the main that would be your main office is, is your regional office. Right. What state is uh, this in? Uh, Pennsylvania. And this would be working for like the liquor control board. Right. Right. Uh, I'm getting okay. I'm getting some towns. I lived in Pennsylvania for a while too. Um, what area do you, is Section Eight uh, the Eight job? Where is that at? Where's the main headquarters? It's like Westmoreland County. It's above like Pittsburgh area, but it's not. I got like the Pittsburgh area. That's what I got. I, I thought something with an S. I got a town with the name something with an S, but I didn't get the name of the town. So um, I got something around Pittsburgh, but not Pittsburgh, just something up in that area. That's what I got. Okay, because. When I mailed it in, initially when they posted the jobs, I don't know if they didn't have enough applicants or they only opened it up for their organization and then they opened it up for people if there was a clear, logical connection. Because right now I'm doing accounting, but I do do the other areas. They want management experience, which I do have, but I don't have it in retail. And... Last week, the HR person contacted me, and she wanted, which didn't make any sense to me because I mailed my application very detailed and everything that they required, and she wanted my job descriptions. Trust, yeah, I would trust that you're going to get it. Uh, it's the Section 8, just keep, uh, you know, seeing yourself doing the work, uh, and you will. I, I do think the money goes up, and I'm getting that uh, you can just, you know, trust in that, and as I've recommended to a lot of people, also to go forward, just have uh, the angels help you with that. Archangel Michael, really good to help you with moving forward and doing something that you enjoy doing. Uh, Archangel Michael is also the life purpose angel. If you're not somebody who was calling about art, uh, that was, uh, I forgot her name now, um, but she was calling about doing the art therapy or something more creative than pharmacy, and uh, Archangel Michael can lead you to your life purpose and give you all the opportunities to get to it, whatever, even if you don't know it. You can say, Archangel Michael, lead me to my life purpose. And most okay. of us have come here with the life purpose to help others. So I'm not really sure what your job is, but 
there you need to go, you know, use Archangel Michael even to go up in money. It, it can work instantly and do the job that you think will be best for you or ask them just to help you because that's all you have to do is ask. And okay. I, I think you're getting that job that has to do with the eight. And um, if you're not, you know, happy there, you can always create another job for yourself as time goes on. I think you might. As time goes on, in about two years, I see you doing something else. But um, it looks like it gets better and better for you. This will be a good change for you, and it leads to uh, getting better. Okay, so you see, you see me do leaving like a completely different organization. Yes, yeah, in about two years. Uh, I see you leaving, wait, you're going to this new job, okay. and then you're going to leave that one in about two years. And then you're going to do something else. So uh, something else is much more enjoyable. I see you enjoying it more. So you uh, you know, ask to enjoy your life more, but I feel like you're enjoying more and more. Um. So, you know, lead to what you really want to do. I think you like security, and you're going to have that, but you go to even, you're getting more and more money every time. Okay, because this would be working a lot with people, like... Good, yeah. Going interviewing and... Yeah, helping them find... Which I've done, but not like on that type of a scale of basis and doing more like, you know, that end of it, the more the the HR kind of piece of things. Yes. Um, and, and I've done retail. Good. I've done retail, but not managing retail. I've managed accounting, but not... Right. I see you as hiring people and helping people get themselves back on their feet, giving them jobs and giving them a chance. So you will be doing that if you're not doing it yet. And that'll be very good because you'll be helping a lot of people who are having, you know, they want to make money. They've got to support their family or themselves. So that will be eventually what you're doing. And that's kind of your gift to them. So uh, work on that, and uh, I would say let us know how it goes. You know, because I see you as this new job. So let us know how it goes, and because uh, I don't think we have a we have maybe have some more callers because I think we had like twenty, and I know we haven't done twenty. And yes. it's, we have four, fourteen minutes. So uh, thank you, Amy, for calling, and let us know how it goes. Okay. Do you see a time frame when very things soon. will start? Very soon. Very soon. It's, it's very like soon. Within the month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can contact her. She's running a special right now for half price for an hour for a reading. So you can go ahead and get a hold of her for um, you know a one-on-one reading. Okay. Yeah, Michael, you read my mind. You read my mind. <laughs> of course. Okay. Have a great night, dear. Okay. Thank you so much. Good You're night. welcome. Bye bye. Night. Yeah, for my shows, dear, we when we have wonderful guests on like yourself, even though we said yes. earlier we had 20 people on. We yes. get through quite a few, but more people keep calling in. Yes, they do. I know. Well, I know that happens every yeah. show I've ever done and every show I've done myself, so it does happen. Yeah, if you look at my at the chat room now, too, and at the, you'll notice how many people we have in chat now, and when we started, it wasn't that many. Yeah, and if, you, if you're on the call queue and you don't get in, you know, I also do a Clara Normal show from time to time. I don't know if he's still doing blog talk, though. I think he may have moved himself somewhere else. Um, I don't know if he's listening today. Are you here, Steve? I don't know if he's here, but... Um, I do that. I have my own blog talk radio show, which I haven't done in a while because they changed all their stuff and I can't get enough time now because <laughs> I didn't pay for the advanced one yet. But you do have my website. You have my blog. You can always write me at my email and ask me. Well, I, I may not answer questions, but sometimes I have specials too, like I do half-hour readings, uh, which would literally just be half price. Uh, since I'm doing $50 for one hour for you all, I will do a half an hour for 25 if that's what you want although I recommend the hour because it's better. <laughs> you get more time to talk. 
and uh, figure out some things. But uh, if you are on a limited budget, I have no problem with that. 25 for a half an hour. Just tell me you want a half an hour and not a whole hour. And that's only for you on Blog Talk. Generally, I charge $30 for a half an hour. You get a better deal with one hour. But you're going to get half of everything and half price for the regular $100 an hour. And again, if you're in the New York area and you want to you get some free readings if you take my class. The class is not free, though. Um, if you want to take my classes in person, you can. Eventually, I'll offer them on DVD. And then you can get... Uh, so... Mike? Um, nice. Go ahead. Yeah. And that's on Meetup. I don't know if I can give you a, a thing for that. Um, you should be able to. I should be able to. Let me go to Meetup and actually give you the address for that just so you have it since we only have a few minutes left. I should definitely be able to do that. Uh, where's my new group here? My group. Because I just started it and I certainly would love people to join. I'm the only member right now, but <laughs> that's okay. It's called Psychic Medium Development with Angela Teresa. You had another call? Cool. Yeah, I can actually, uh, oh, yeah. I can actually do up to a three-hour show, too. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So if you wanted you want to, to extend a little bit of that time, we can extend a little bit more and grab some more calls if you wanted to. Just let me know. I have to think about it because I'm a little tired. I get a little tired after a couple hours. That's fine. We'll, we'll have to yeah. just book you for the longer show next time. Eric code 610, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, great. I'm on the air. Thank you for taking my call, Michael. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. So uh, what's your question? To, what's your name and what's your question? Uh, my name is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. And uh, my, my question was concerning career. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I'm practically looking for another position. I do have a job right now. And, um, you know, I wanted to see what you were picking up for me in that area. Uh, do you do something creative also that you're not doing right now? I got you um, tied yes. with I got I got you tied with music. Um, well, I mean, I kind of you know make my own mixes with things that I different cities that I have, and I use it to work out or to listen in my car. That's about it. Oh, okay. Because I'm getting something to do with music. What's your What's your day job? What do you do right now? Um, I uh, do software testing. What do you do? Software testing. Software testing. Um, yeah, so with computing and test programs yeah, and all yeah. that. Are you trying to get, you said you're trying to get another job or you want to change careers? Is that what the question is? Yeah, I'm about? looking to get out of where I'm at. You know, things are not that great there. So um, I've been applying for a few things and I just saw something now that you know, really caught my eye and I was working on the resume and cover letter. So... And uh, yeah, um, you applied for other things. Okay, what kind of work are you looking for? Tell me what you're looking um, for exactly. Anything that's similar to what I'm doing. Um, you know, uh, you know, better company benefits, all that. So. How old are you now? How old are you? Um, forty-one. Forty-one. Okay. Um, strangely, I see you with your own company, and you're obviously working for somebody. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing your own, like your own company doing similar to what you're doing? Has it crossed your mind that you could do that? Uh, yeah, but, you know, right now, I, you know, won't be feasible now because... Right, right, you have to um, work your way up. Because I, I think that that's what you want to focus on. 
if you find another position, that's fine because your company is not that great, but use the company while you have it to earn money to try to start your own business and start looking into starting your own business doing similar work because I believe you will. And I, you can get some help for that. I feel like there's somebody who would like to help you with that. Do you have a husband? No. No. Because uh, I feel like there's somebody who could help you with this, and I just feel like somebody around you. Actually, I feel like it's a female. Um, and it might be somebody who works with you or somebody who wants to also start their own business. But uh, right now, and if you find another job, that's great. Go for it because it probably pays a little more. But the most money okay. you make, start putting a little bit aside because I think you can start your own business in the next couple years, maybe three. Okay. And look okay. into ways to start your own business because uh, you have clients who would like your work. So you work with clients, correct, with the, with the computers? Um, I I have really, but now it's a bit more, you know, focusing in, you know, testing the programs. I'm really not involved with the clients that much. I was before, but I've been with the company quite long. Because I feel like you need to start your own business, but I think it's in the next three years. So while you're, you know, looking for another job just to make more money or whatever to feel a little more satisfied, start building your clientele and tell people what you do. Get a card and, you know, offer to help people or companies uh, part-time and charge a price. Don't be afraid. Find out what other people are charging to do what it is you want to do and eventually you can start your own company even with no startup cash and while you're saving and working the regular job. That's what I feel like you need to do. Right, but like in what area? I mean, I wouldn't know, you know where to start or what to offer them. Uh, well, what do you, you're, you're in software now. I feel it has to do with computers. Uh, I worked for a guy who had a company where they went to people's houses and companies and fixed their computers, fixed their software programs and stuff like that. He didn't do it. He just sent people out to do that. He was a manager. He started his uh-huh. own business. And that's what he did, and I kind of see you doing that kind of thing. You might be the oh. manager, but you, you get all the people who are very good with computers and you know people who are good with PC and Mac or one of each have a department, but eventually you, you know the, the good people and you can send them out to help others. Like even if it's a repair service or you know fixing problems, like I've had to replace my hard drive two t- three times, and I found a guy on Craigslist who does it like freelance, and he charges you know a good he charges a minimum price, but he charges sixty dollars just to come to your place. I'm in New York too, so it's easy enough. And right. um, and he changed, and I had to go you know I went with him to Staples, bought my own hard drive, and he put it in and gave me a lot of software and stuff like that. So. I see you doing that kind of thing, uh, or you might be running it and maybe not actually doing that work yourself. You hire people to do that, but I see you kind of having the company. You know, oh, you're, okay. that's what I see. You, I think you'll find that satisfying for you because you're you are helping people with their computers. Right, but as far as me, like you know, finding another position because things are not that great where I'm where I'm at. I think you know, you'll find another blood. position. I think you'll find another position about. Uh, I, I want to say uh, in three weeks you'll hear some more. You might have a job in three weeks, and it might be three months, so I'm not really sure which one I'm seeing. I'm getting three. So you will change positions. Because I was very interested in, and I had a lot of feel, it was a position for a nonprofit company, and it yeah. was kind of similar. It was doing like data analyst, um, but it was also involved a bit of a research, you know, with uh, medical technologies, and I was going to apply for that position tomorrow, actually. Apply so I don't know it. what you were picking up. Huh? Yeah, apply for it. Because I, I think everything's in threes for you. So you might hear in three days or it might be three weeks. It might be more like three weeks. 
and um, you will change positions, but it will be pretty soon. No worries. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. Thank you very much, Angela. (laughs) Have a great night. You too. too. Bye-bye. And what do we got left? Four minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got time for one more probably. Yeah, real fast. (laughs) Okay. 727, what's your question? You're on air. Yes, hi. I just wanted to know when you feel like I'll be moving. Thank you. What's your name? What's your name? My name is Beth. Beth, you are moving. Yes, you are. Um, I got May, 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 next month. Are you working on moving next month? Not yet. I'm still waiting for other things to fall into place. Well, next month you'll you'll know where you're when you're moving. I would say you know when you're moving because I now the detail a little better. You'll know when you're moving next month. May you will get your answer. You will definitely have an answer next month. There you go. Okay, they're they're clarifying that for me. They're clarifying. Is your mother passed on? I know she's very sick though. Is she? Is then? Is, is your grandmother passed on? Her mother. Yeah. Yeah, because she's the one around you. Um, yeah, because she's there. She's right there. She's actually trying to help you with everything, to be honest. Everything. Cool. Yeah, she's right there. She's got her hand on your shoulder. She's just trying to help you with everything. Um, yeah, your mother is ill. What does your mother have? She's just old. She's just old. Huh? How old is that? How old is old? She didn't take care of herself. She drank. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes they last, drinkers sometimes last a long time. Um, oh, okay, then she'll probably be here longer than me. Well, sometimes, because they're, they're, you know, they say alcohol is a preservative, so sometimes it works. Uh, right, right. I've had, some, I've had some family members who hung out a long time. Um, but I do see she's ill, though. I do see she's ill. I mean, I'm getting that pretty strongly. Um, but your grandmother's there to help you. She wants to lift you up and help you, and uh, she's sending she's sending help. She's sending help. So she is sending people to help you uh, financially, uh, moving angels, all that stuff. So she's sending them for you. Oh, good. So uh, feel that you are safe. You're surrounded. You're definitely surrounded by good, good angels, and well, angels are always good in our sense. But you are surrounded. There are people on the other side helping you. Your father, is he living today? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, again, grandfather, I guess grandfather, grandmother. Does that feel like his side of the family more? And is there a boy on the other side that you knew or a brother or something that was maybe a miscarriage? I'm sorry, there's a young boy. on your. It's on your father's side. So, I don't know if he lost a brother, but it feels like there's a young boy on the other, on the other side, too. Oh, I, I don't know. I've never heard about that. Yeah, because he's just there. I don't know why he's there, but he's just there. But they wanted you to know, your grandmother does want you to know that there's people around you to help you with all of these things that you're going through. They will clear up. They're going to clear up really. They're going to clear up, I mean, slowly but surely, but they will clear up. And everything mm-hmm. gets a lot clearer in May, a lot clearer. We're also Mercury in retrograde. I want to tell everybody that that does end right around the 24th of this month, and that will make everything a lot better. And I was told recently, when you're in Mercury retrograde, just to let you all know as we go off, that sometimes people you don't want to hear from show up out of the past. 
So be prepared for, like, you know, people you haven't talked to and you're showing up to say, hey, how's it going? And these are people you don't want to hear from. Living people, not definitely not spiritual type. Just living people you don't want to hear from will pop out of your path around, during Mercury and retrograde. Uh, also, communications will often be a little lax. You'll get a lot of phone calls will drop for no reason. Uh, mail will not be sent, or somebody won't get your text for, like, 12 hours. So these kind of yep. things happen. Yeah. Well, it was great being here because I know we have 25 seconds. Yep, getting there. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and I uh, look forward to having you on again, hopefully real soon. Yeah. And let everyone know where they can find you again. Uh, well, angelara28 at yahoo.com. That's my email for if you want one of the specials, $50 for one hour, $25 for a half an hour for a reading where you get to do all this for a long time and talk to me. And uh, I have classes. I'm in New York. I gave you the meetup address. And um, you can join that if you want to learn how to do your readings and possibly get a free reading when you're in class. Again, the class is not free, so I gave you that address right there. I have a blog, which we gave the WordPress blog. I never memorize it, so I don't know it unless I go back to it <laughs> and print it again. But you put it on there a couple times. Uh, it's under yep. Angel Aura 28 also, WordPress blog Angel Aura 28. And I write about various things, but I do write some metaphysical stuff and some neat things, and I will advertise my classes there and when I'm going to be on. So uh, I'd love to talk to you all again, and it'll be fun. It's always fun. Well, cool. Talk well, to thank you, you again so much, and we'll definitely be uh, talking to you again real soon. Great. Thank you, Michael, and Archangel Michael, too. You're welcome, dear. <laughs> yes, thank you, Archangel Michael, and all the angels for Helping us to have a, a trouble-free show tonight. And, yes, and helping Japan and helping the world heal, too. Yes. Oh, many blessings, Angela. We'll talk to you again in, in a little while. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And don't forget, everyone, if you can, please visit my website. Also, also is BeTheLightChapel.com. And if you want to book a private reading with me, you can also contact me at BeTheLightMetaphysicalShop.com or buy some herbal teas and and. Organic Herbs, uh, tomorrow night, Victor Peruto. And don't forget, uh, add me as a favorite on here. I don't know how these things are working anymore on Blog Talk. They keep changing everything around, and I'm totally lost with it, but that's okay. Just click on their follow or favorite or however this is working out now, and uh, you'll get the reminders and all. So don't forget, if you haven't heard it yet, you are loved because God loves you, and so do I. <laughs>